What's going on, everybody? You are now tuned in to Trillionaire Trucking Podcast with me, your host, Mr. Trillionaire Trucking. Yo, 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 what's going on? You're now tuned in to Trillionaire Trucking Podcast. And let's jump right into it. It's a lot of things going on right now in the industry, in the transportation industry, the trucking industry. And let's talk about it. Okay, some headlines. Walmart orders 130 Tesla trucks. 1.3 million in unemployment in the trucking industry. California moves to zero emission trucks by 2035. And the new hours of service rules take into effect this week versus the old hours of service rules. And who's being sued by who? So let's jump right into it. All right, so we are back. So let's talk about this first article. The Canadian division of Walmart announced September 29th that the company has tripled its original order of Tesla semi-trucks. The company has committed to converting 20% of its fleet to electric power by 2022. Quote, Walmart Canada is now reserving a total of 130 Tesla semi-trucks, making it one of the largest reservations of, of electrified trucks in the country. The move comes on the heels of Walmart Canada announcing a major $3.5 billion investment over the next five years aimed to generate significant growth in the business and is aligned with Walmart's global goal to target zero emissions by 2040. The quote goes on by saying, Walmart said the company has invested $3.5 billion in reducing the company's carbon footprint. The company will be adding two new distribution centers to speed up the flow of products. They go, they go on by saying, um, tripling our reservation of Tesla semi-trucks is part of our ongoing effort to innovate the business and prioritize sustainability by converting 20% of our fleet to electric vehicles by the end of 2022 and committing to alternative power for all our fleet vehicles by 2028. We are putting safety, innovation, and sustainability at the forefront of our logistics network. So, that's pretty damn big. Wow. Okay, Walmart. Okay. For anybody who's not following this story, Tesla actually came out a few years ago and said that they were going to be coming out with this Tesla semi-truck. And they were going to have them out and ready by 2019. Well, obviously that didn't happen. But back in 2017, Walmart ordered 30 of them. And then the next year, they ordered another 30. So now, 2020, they just ordered 130. So they're not playing no games. Um... Let's see about more about this, what this truck does. The, the semi consumes less than two kilowatt hours of energy per mile at gross vehicle weight. GVW has 80,000 pounds and highway speed. Okay, 
So 500 miles range allows the driver to go to the dirt destination and back without recharging. Okay, okay. It's capable of going from 0 to 60 in 20 seconds with a full 80,000 pound load that can climb 5% grades at a steady 65 miles an hour speed. Wow. Wow, that's, that's pretty big. Um... So, how do I feel about it? Um, I think it's useful. I think it can shape the way the industry is ran. Now, mind you, we're talking about only in Canada right now. So, um, that, I mean, that's still useful, though, in my eyes. But that's only if they can, um, if they can, like, stay to that standard, man. Because, you know, 500 miles without a recharge pretty good but i mean a diesel truck on a full tank of fuel you can go good i mean it all kind of depends depends on how heavy your load is if you're climbing up mountains stuff like that but you can go a good almost 700 miles before that tank is on e so that you know that kind of like just brings me to my to my point in thinking is i mean if if that truck can still go 500 miles up a, a 5% grade or without recharging and still going the same speed, then that's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good, man, because um, with a diesel truck, stuff like that, it burns more fuel. And then if you're going up a grade, it's burning more fuel, you know, now you're... You got to lower your gears and you got to slow down. So it's going to take a little longer to, to, you know, but if they can, if they're saying that that truck can stay at 65 miles an hour going up a 5% grade and still go 500 miles, then that's, that's pretty good. That can really shape this industry. And my biggest thing about the electric trucks are the charging stations. Now you got to build a bunch of charging stations so these guys can have the ability to charge the truck and you can't just put them anywhere and now they got to be incorporated at truck stops stuff like that so i think all of that's gonna have to come into play definitely because nobody wants to go an hour out the way just to go charge their truck for you know what hour however long it takes to, to fully charge it that's gonna yeah that's gonna be bad though I'm I'm not sure how they're gonna do that, but if they can get those charging stations up and some type of uh, fast charge, you know, mechanism they got with these phones, man, like that can really be something serious. But I don't really see it doing a, a a whole lot if if they can't reshape that whole process, man. But that's just my opinion. But um, that brings me right into my next article. September 23rd, 2020, the governor of California signed a an executive order to require that 100% of in-state sales of new passenger cars and trucks will be zero emissions by 2035. Um, California will be the first state in the U.S. to ban the sale of gas-powered vehicles. Article goes on to say, 
The executive order also states that it shall be a further goal of the state that 100% of the medium and heavy duty vehicles in the state by zero emissions by 2045 for all operations where feasible in 2035 by drayage trucks. It shall be further a goal of the state to transition to 100% zero emissions off-road vehicles and equipment by 2035 where feasible. Uh, passenger vehicle and truck regulations requiring increasing volumes of zero emission vehicles sold in the state towards the target of 100%. Um, the governor points to several reasons for the introduction of the ban on the sale of gas-powered vehicles, including the climate, climate change crisis, the distribution that the pandemic has brought, to the transportation sector and the creation of high quality green jobs uh, yeah so that Canada Walmart thing is not too far behind then that's the case and so this is my thing on it man um, California is always doing some shit man like first we got the AB5 bill that came out this year man that started this year, man. I, I Cali California is one of those states that when they when they pass some type of law, some state law, man, a lot of other states fall in line. No idea why that is. I'm sure someone else may know if they're in that that space, but man, California is always up to something. I mean, the. The the idea of cleaner air is definitely um, a good thing. I'm not opposed to that um, at all. But everything is just changing now. That's all. That's, that's really what it is. Tesla and Amazon are going to be taken over, are already taken over, really. And that kind of just brings me to my next, to, to, my, to my same point, you know, for that matter, all these electric trucks that you guys are going to want to start making within the next 15, 20 years, man. I'm just thinking about the charging stations right now. You know, a lot of other stuff is going to definitely gonna have to come into play. You know, more sensors on a truck. Um, it's a lot of stuff, though. But if... Yo, straight up, if, man, if you know anybody who, who's into, you know, technology, stuff like that, or coding, now is the time to jump in there, right? Right now, man, right now is the time. If you're into that stuff, man, now is the time to jump in there. I started some coding myself, you know, a few years back, man. And, it's, you know, it's a whole new language, man. You know, it's just very time-consuming. It's like holding, learning a whole new language. But now is the time to really jump into that. And this isn't this isn't even like directly aimed towards trucks or anything. It's like all vehicles, all cars, trucks, uh, buses, everything, everything. So we're gonna see a lot of these companies coming out their electric models very soon, very soon. We got Ford already out with the uh, that Mustang SUV. I'm waiting to see that on the road one day. Um, you know, BMW, they, they, they have their, uh, electric models out and running already. 
few other companies, but you definitely about to see start start seeing a lot of them. Next, we have more than 1.3 million still on unemployment in the trucking industry. So FYI, all my articles are coming from CDLLife.com, a very credible, very useful source in the trucking industry. And um, yeah, if you guys ever want to read any of these articles, CDLLife.com is where I'm reading my articles from. Okay, so it says more than 1.3 million still on unemployment in the trucking industry. Um, article starts off by saying despite a rebound in unemployment, more than 1.3 million people in the trucking industry remain on unemployment, according to the Bureau of Labor, Labor Statistics. Uh, at this peak, the unemployment rate in March 2020 reached 14.7% through some estimates that the actual number could have topped 16% as many states were struggling to keep up with influx. On the demand, some of those who were unemployed had to wait months to start receiving their unemployment benefits, me being one of them. Um, as of August 2020, the unemployment rate fell to 8.4%. The Bureau of Labor Statistics estimate that September's rate unemployment will fall to 7.7 as of august 2020 approximately 1,386,000 people in the trucking industry remained on unemployment compared to 587,000 in august of last year It goes on by saying it's unclear the number of CDL holders who remain on unemployment as the Bureau of Labor Statistics groups all industries in the categories. The transportation category accounts for a mixture of positions within the trucking industry. Okay, okay. Um, with several trucking companies shutting their doors in 2020, Combined with layoffs due to COVID, it's likely to have caused an influx of need for employment benefits. Yeah, yeah, a lot of companies definitely shut their door. A lot of smaller companies, a couple big companies went bankrupt. You know, a couple of guys abandoning their trucks on the road. Shit got heavy this year, real heavy. Articles... Uh, where am I at? As the freight volumes rise, unemployment remains high. Trucking companies are scrambling to fill trucks to meet the capacity demands. Um, quote, each of these three themes will greatly influence trucking rates over the next four to six quarters. It's becoming increasingly clear that the high tide conditions will persist for a long while. So shippers and carriers will have to plan and act accordingly. The president and CEO of US Express. Yeah. Um Yeah, man. This is this is getting crazy. I could see spot market rates going up. I haven't checked in a while, but with the shippers, shippers hiring at such a high demand, the shippers gotta set their mark and then they gotta take it down to the brokers, which they put it on the low boards and I haven't checked those rates, but I definitely will check them. Now I'm reading this article. 
Um, see, my thing is there's a lot of there's also a lot of companies who offer under the table wages. You know, I, I've been offered some myself, and I think that that plays a part in because they're getting unemployment benefits. I mean, who said that you just can't still use your CDLs under the table somewhere? And I mean, it's the finesse, like it's a jug. Might as well. The company, I mean, uh, the government is jugging everybody else just with a bunch of other stuff, man. Um, yeah. It says Snyder and National said Monday that team truck drivers received a pay bump of two to four cents per mile last month. Okay, that's pretty good. I remember when I was going over the road, I was getting paid uh, 40 cents a mile. It's running about 3,000. Well, 6,000. But I had to split it up with my team to miles. So, you know, about 3,000 for me, 40 cents a mile. Which is, is it isn't bad. Um, I, I mean, that's 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 kind of high. A lot of, a lot of companies actually play, pay... Uh, 35 to 38 cents but now i mean 40 cents man i'm gonna I'm need that to be bumped up too oh that's how i would feel in these times right now if i was still getting paid uh cents per mile but a lot of these companies also like local companies for the most part they pay they pay hourly rates they pay hourly rates but um you gotta find a good one because they'll They'll give you like $20 an hour and act like they're doing something, like giving you a favor. And it's like, you paying me 20 an hour and you're not giving me overtime. It's just 20 straight time. Like, that's that's a, that's a BS move right there. Um, yeah, this article is actually very interesting. After reading this, I'm going definitely going to start checking up some spot market rates. See how it's been doing. Because the holiday season is coming up, so we'll see. We'll see, man. Holiday season is always big. Rates might go up. Demand is definitely going to be high. Although someone did tell me that a lot of these stores will be closed for Black Friday. Um... Which is, which isn't uh, the biggest deal because everybody's just gonna be online shopping, so that's you know that's not gonna make a difference. But this this uh, holiday season actually is gonna be interesting as well. So in this last segment, let's discuss the hours of service rules. Some new rules that came out went to affect. September 29th and <clears throat> for all my non-CDL drivers who may not know about HOS rules or might not or might know about them and just don't understand them um I'll break it down a little bit for you so HOS stands for hours of service rules and they're implemented by the FMCSA the Federal Mo Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. Okay, so hours of service rules are pretty much guidelines that all CDL drivers have to follow. 
there's a little uh discrepancy in there you know with air miles and who needs a log stuff like that xyz but for the most part um commercial vehicle uh operators need to buy by them now they've always been in place you know for a really long time but a few years ago with that tracy morgan accident they implemented the elect electronic logs log service which was about two years ago three years ago something like that so they were paper logs for a long time ever ever since three years ago really paper logs and now they're electronic logs okay so pretty much you can't you can't fake it that's that's pretty much the difference okay so um let's just start by explaining the four different type of statuses okay so you got four different type of statuses and the HOS consists of off-duty, sleeper birth, driving, and on-duty, okay? Off-duty is the driver's not working, okay? The truck's parked, the driver's um, out the truck doing whatever, he's not working, okay? Then you got the sleeper birth. Sleeper birth is what you call the bunk pretty much you know um so that's that's the driver's resting area so if the truck is if you're parked somewhere and you're taking your your 10 hour um rest time then you would be in a sleeper berth then you got driving driving is the dri the driver is actually actually driving the vehicle and on duty is you're drive. You're doing work, but you're not driving. So, example would be fueling up your truck. Example would be doing your pre-trip, doing your post-trip inspections. Those are on-duty activities. Okay. So, like I said, there's four, four um, statuses, four different statuses. Okay. So, um, so the old rule. Old hours of service rules are pretty. I, I, it's not really a big difference in my opinion between the old new rules and the new rules. Um, I guess I'm only saying that because they're not going to affect me. Really, uh, I drive local. You know, I don't really ever have to. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're really not going to affect me too much. I'm not driving over the road anymore, so So let's um let's just break some down though, right? So you got a 30-minute break break rule, okay? And this is pretty simple. It's pretty standard just with any job is you have to take a 30-minute break within 8 hours. Okay? So, got to take a 30-minute break within 8 hours of being on duty. So that means you get to your truck and you go on duty. Now, when you go on duty, you have a 14-hour workday, 14 hours of being on duty. 
So within that 14 hours, you can do non-driving activities. That's your driving time, your break time, everything in that 14 hours. So within the first eight hours, you have to take a consecutive 30-minute break. And that word consecutive is very important because it can't be broken into. It can't be broken down. It can't be stopped and then restarted at the same time. It has to be consecutive. These are all the old rules. Again. Okay. Um, so then you have your driving hours. And you have 11 hours within that 14 hour window to drive. Okay. So say you just drove your 11 hours, you still have three more hours of being on duty. And which it probably won't go like that because, you know, when you start your shift, you may not start driving immediately, but you still might be on duty. So your driving time won't start until you actually start driving. Okay. Um... I'm kind of like just going everywhere with it. You know, how I learned it was very like book related, strictly book related. I, you know, I had to memorize a whole like line and stuff like that for me to uh, take my test. But I'm kind of like just going everywhere with it. So for all my CDL drivers that's, that's hearing me, you know, just bear with me. Yo, you guys understand hours of service rules. <clears throat> um... Sleep at birth. Sleep at birth is your resting time. So after that 14 hours is up, you have to be either off duty or in the sleep at birth for a consecutive of 10 hours before you can return back on duty. Okay? Pretty simple. I'll say it again. After your 14 hours is up on duty, you have to go off duty or go into the sleeper berth for a consecutive of 10 cons hours, 10 consecutive hours. OK, so for your day cabs, day cabs don't have sleepers, so you can't go on a sleeper berth. So you got to go off duty. That's what I do. I go off duty. I log out. And I won't be coming back to work for another 10 plus hours. So I'm good. Um, another thing about the, uh, the rest is the 30 minute break. I didn't say in order to take the break, you got to go off duty. Um, I think, I think a sleep of birth would, I think a sleep of birth would work, would work, but I think I might have done that a few times, but for the most part, you got to go off duty 30 consecutive hours. I mean, uh, minutes. I'm sorry. Now, it can be more, obviously, but it can't be no less than 30 consecutive minutes. OK, and there was a few times, man, when I was like just starting to learn it. Um, I went off duty for 20, 29 minutes, man. Broke my broke the uh, the time. I'm thinking I was good. You know, it's electronically logged, so it, it, it calculates everything and 
they were still saying I had to take a break. So I'm like, man, what, yo, what's going on, man? I took on 30 minutes, this and that. But what did the time say? What did the clock say on the um on your logs? It says 29 minutes. Got to be exactly 30. So I had to take another. I I had to sit there for 30 minutes. Then I couldn't even drive. You know what I'm saying? Because once you start that 14 hours, your clock, your 14 hours starts to go down. Your 11 hours starts to go down, but it counts down from eight hours because you got to take within eight hours. So it'll count down from eight hours um, and let you know, like, you know, it, 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 there's two hours left. You need to take a break before this clock goes all the way down, pretty much. So that's how that works. Um, it's actually a lot. It's actually a lot. You got 72 hour work week. Um, you got your 34 hour reset. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> if you're, if you're really interested in it, um, I would say, um, just look it up. CDLlife.com. A lot of, uh, not a lot of, uh, Good, credible websites have all that information. But I will break down the new hours of service rules just so I can give you guys a little little difference of what just changed um, on September 29th. Um, so it seems that you can satisfy your 30-minute break time by being on duty. Couldn't do that before. You had to be off duty. Um, a 30 minute break from driving. It was required after accumulating eight hours of driving time. Uh, drivers may remain on duty, not driving for their break. And. That's. Uh, that's useful. That's very useful. But driving over the road so much, man, you, you, you learn all the tricks. Like, they tell you, when I say they, I mean, like, the regulators, whoever makes the laws, stuff like that. When you're off duty, you should be doing no work-related activities. So, that means if you're off duty, you should be taking your break. That's your, yes, your time, but... Like I said, when you're over the road, man, nobody's like, you know, monitoring that. Like, and and who would want to? That's that's very like tedious. So if I got my break thirty minutes, I don't, you know, I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it moving. You know, I'm gonna go ahead use the bathroom at the truck stop if I need to, grab some food, um, I'm gonna fuel my truck up if I need to, all within that thirty minutes, on my break, and I'm gonna keep it moving now. You know what I'm saying? So now the difference is now you can be on duty and do all those things. But, you know, truck drivers been doing that anyway. I don't see that being a big change. Um, drivers must be done working within 14 consecutive hours. Drivers must be must remain within a 150 air mile radius. That's for short haul exemption. So, I mean, over-the-road drivers, that won't uh, affect them at all. Um, sleeper berth. To get a split break, driver must spend at least seven consecutive hours in a sleeper berth. 
plus another rest break of at least two hours to reach a total of 10 hours. See, I don't, I don't really understand that part. Um, cause you gotta be off duty or in a sleeper for 10 consecutive hours to satisfy, to satisfy that. So I don't know why they're saying, I guess, I guess you can just split it up seven hours in the sleeper. I don't know why it says two though. Seven hours in the sleeper berth and then two hours off duty. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really get that. All right, so let me backtrack real quick. Let me just explain the 70 hour rule. You have 70 hours in a eight day period. So say it's Monday. You want to start your 14 hours like I like I already explained. But now you got a 70 hour that's starting that same time. So, I mean, within that 70 hours, you can work. You can't work more than 70 hours in those in the in eight days. So if that 70 hours is getting low, you're going to have to do what they call a 34 hour reset. And that's why I said, you know, these are all different types of uh, statuses and time clocks and stuff like that. According to the hours of service rules. So like like I'm saying, this word consecutive is important because that 34-hour reset has to be consecutively. You got to take a 30-minute break consecutively. You got to be off-duty in a sleepy berth for 10 hours consecutively. If you're getting low on your 70, you got to be 34-hour restart consecutively. Can't be broken into, okay? But then, you know, with... Even with COVID right now, there's a lot of exemptions. Um, they have weather con exemptions. You know what I'm saying? If the time is getting low and the weather is real bad, you can extend it to uh, to two more hours just so you can get to a safe place. Um, yard moves, okay. Yard moves are funny because that's how me and one of my partners was moving. A few of my partners was moving, man. I mean, we was putting up at least like almost like 700 miles each, each, um, each shift. So like I said, we both got a 14 hour shift. We can both only drive up to 11 hours. So a standard is about 500 miles, but yo, we was putting in like, Almost like 700, man. Because those yard moves is... You can finesse it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you put a yard move on... And it won't register your clock up to five miles. So, that five miles... You know, once that five miles is done... It automatically turns your truck into driving. Because you're driving. And now you just ate up on that five miles. You can go a good you're really going like a good like almost 10 you know what i'm saying like so you do that a few times to shift man you can't you can't hit that man and it's just part of the game to be honest um
the 8 and 2 sleeper split. See, I don't really understand the sleeper split. I never really had to, uh, I never really had to do a sleeper split that much. So I never really understood it. And I still don't understand it, even with me reading the new rules. Like I said, I don't drive over the road anymore. And um, I'm, I'm not going to a sleeper. So a lot of this stuff really doesn't affect me, but it does affect thousands of other drivers, um, you know, carriers, companies, stuff like that. So the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration is uh, being sued. Um, yeah, they're being sued by like Teamsters, the union, um, other other uh nonprofit groups and it's because they feel like it's gonna bring a lot of fatigue to drivers um it's gonna read you this quick quote by issuing this hours of service regulation fmcsa has bowed to special trucking industry interests at the expense of highway safety seeking longer work days for drivers who are already being pushed to the limit we join this lawsuit to ensure that our members and their families are protected from fatigued drivers when they use our nation's highways. Okay. So the four key changes of our service regulations set to go into effect September 29th are agency will increase safety and flexibility and 30 minute break rule by requiring a break after eight hours, consecutive driving and allowing the break to be satisfied by a driver using on-duty time, not driving, okay? The, uh, the agency will modify the sleeper birth exemption to allow drivers to split their required 10 hours off-duty into two periods, an eight and two split or a seven and three split, with neither period counting against the driver's 14-hour driving window. Okay, now I get it. That just made a lot of sense, okay. The agency will modify the adverse driving conditions except by extending by two hours the maximum window during which driving is permitted. The agency will change the short haul exemption available to certain commercial drivers by lengthening the driver's maximum on-duty period from 12 to 14 hours and extending the distance limit within the driver may operate from 100 air miles to 150 air miles. So with all that being said, pretty much um, the lawsuit does not prevent the hours of service changing from going into effect at, at the end of this month. So, okay, now I get it. Now I now I understand what the problem is. This is part right here. The agency will modify the stupid birth exception to allow drivers to split their required 10 hours off duty into two periods, an eight and two or a seven and three split, with neither period counting against the driver's 14 hour driving window. Yeah, I mean, that means they're gonna have, they're still gonna have all their time. And whatever split they do at eight and two or seven and three, it won't affect their, their, their driving time. Yeah, I do see that being a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, so...
if if you guys know anybody who's who's a driver or if you're a driver yourself you drive over the road just be mindful just be careful driving fatigue uh distracted driving is, is very unsafe as as we all know it might sound cliche to say but distracted driving is um is one of uh just the leading causes of 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 um accidents within truckers non c d l drivers and distracted driving is is anything you know you eating food while you're driving stuff like that so that's today's show. I hope you guys learned some information. I really want you guys to just be a lot uh just be a lot safer to drive around you know I just posted a uh video on my Instagram page and it was a video of actually my my uh one of my drivers that I know like a friend of mine and a car man you, you gotta see the video you gotta see the video is it's nerve-wracking but it's one of those things where if he wasn't if he was maybe like looking down or anything like that it could have been a lot worse for if, if for both of them you know what i'm saying if, if the passenger driver was looking down or anything or the truck driver was looking down man like it, it could have been real bad but um check out my instagram page for that video instagram is a uh, trillionaire trucking and that's the show peace